money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's the new year. I know it's a couple weeks into the new yes. year. Like oh, like four weeks already. I know. Like crazy. But yeah. But welcome to 2020, the new decade. I'm still getting used to that. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. This is the show where we talk around the hard issues of money. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Give you a special welcome. Um, if you need to listen to some ar- archive shows and I would say you do need to listen to some archive no, shows. Some of them aren't too bad. <laughs> if, especially if this is your first time, just yes. talking to the people that are first time going, yes, go listen. There's some some great shows. Um, happily, not all the shows kind of work off each other, but money kind of weaves in and out of, of our lives. And so this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And if you want to listen to those shows, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, the shows are archived there, and they have their own player, so no special technology needed. Uh, but if you're a podcaster, then uh, feel free to download it off your favorite podcasting platform. We are on most of them, and if we're not on yours, please reach out to morethanenough.ca, and, and we'll get on yours, and we'll do it just for you. How's that? So Okay. Good. You seem like a little tired today, dear. Uh, what are you? I am. I know you're a little lull, like like soothing. Your uh, voice is really soothing. I uh, could fall asleep listening well, to your you voice know, today. I had my first coffee like an hour and a half ago, and I left my second coffee <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Come uh, driving along, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, where's my coffee? And it wasn't here, so I have just that nice, smooth. I know, but one this is no. We, 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 yeah, we don't want a soothing voice because it's Friday. We have one more day to get through before well, the weekend. Might not. I might be listening to the podcast. It might not be Friday. Okay, but, that's you know, true. Maybe okay. just all right, all right, all right. Well, because we're on CHRI as, you, as well. In Ottawa, we are, it's, it's Friday, Friday morning. morning. Anyway. Okay. Little zip then. There you go. Get okay. a little more zippy. Okay. Well, okay. have you got a zippy verse for us? We well, like I have to... your favorite verses. It is one of my favorite verses. Yeah, I should say one of, but it is one of the key verses that um, we say all the time at More Than Enough, and it's carried us through many, many days and has helped our clients <laughs> uh, many days. And you are going to hear it as the listener uh, several times this year because we have a kind of a theme happening once a month. In January, we talked, the first show of the season, we talked about the reference points we use Mm -hmm. in our life and in our financial journey especially and how that those reference points affect our spending. Mm -hmm. And in particular, Dave and I were talking about it again today, envy, coveting, jealousy, greed. If we're using those as a reference point, because we're envious of those who have more, Mm -hmm. and we think we deserve more, so entitlement would be a reference point then, then we're going to spend more money maybe than we make. If we're not careful. So anyway, that's just, that's uh, Jan- the first gotta, show in gotta January. Got to look at January show right, right there. Um, and it, yeah. it goes back to the Happiness Lab as well. We mentioned that on that show. I really mm-hmm. loved that podcast. Um, that show anyway mm-hmm. taught me a lot. And, and, and this 
isn't something that Dave and I have conquered in our life. We, like everyone else, have to deal with envy and comparing and all of that. So we thought once a month this year, we would use some of the things God has taught us in the last decade um, or so and more to talk about maybe some good reference points Mm -hmm. that we can encourage you to align yourself with. So I'm going to read Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, of course, I read it in the New King King James Version, so all of you can go and read it in your NIV or Passion (laughs) translations. I still gravitate to this um, because the words to me are poetry. But the point is... Hmm, interesting segue. Why? You read the King James Version because of your history. Because oh, of is, your story yeah. from the past. Right. And my love of words and, and my love of, love of poetry, poetry and, and words. Where and, I come from, yes. Right. So, but before we go segueing into the topic, um, I just want to say the picture that I have of us mm-hmm. um, as, as his people, as, as a son and a daughter, as you, the listener, that every morning you wake up and you get to the end of your bed. And before you even get out the door, before you pick up your phone, before you gravitate to technology, like we all do, Mm. um, you present yourself. You say to God, I'm presenting myself to you. Mm -hmm. I'm giving my body to you, my mind to you, my soul, my spirit. My My money. My money, even, Mm. uh, as as a living sacrifice. Mm. And we may not think of ourselves holy, but because of Christ's redemption and we're whole and completed in him we stand in christ before god holy and acceptable Mm. which is our reasonable service that's just the reasonable thing to do is to present ourselves to god every day and then we say lord my mind is going to be bombarded with a million things today that's going to tell me that i should live a certain way will you help me be conformed not to the world but that I would be transformed by the renewing of my mind in Christ, in his word, in his ways. And today we're going to talk about in different reference points than we've been using. So that as we do that and present ourselves to God that way, as we admit our frailty, as we ask God to help us be transformed in our thinking, Mm -hmm. that we will then discover what his way is, what the, the way we should walk financially as it pertains to what we're talking about today. So that's the kind of picture I have. So if you're getting up in the morning and you haven't done it yet this new year, get up and acknowledge who you are before God and who he is and that you're presenting yourself as a living sacrifice to him. And uh, it's your reasonable service. I I love the verse and maybe, uh, you know, I love the way the verse says that I I present my body. Mm -hmm. And, And to me, that's kind of the tangible like that's, practical that, that's the that's the you know i can get up and and be all um spiritual and say oh lord i'm i'm, I'm gonna you know commit my spirit to you and and to me there's just something when paul writes about 
that we present our bodies, the, the, the tangible, practical things, the, the I'm getting up and I got to drive to work and I'm not going to have road rage. Um, you know, I, you know, all of the, some of the pressures that go through, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but it's the, it's the physical, tangible part of me that when I read that verse, I go, huh. Yeah, I can I can present all of that to to the Father, um, and and say, Lord, here I am, like all of my physical, tangible stressors, or and we're talking about money, you know, the things that I maybe woke up and I was stressing about all night long about money, yeah. and I'm going, okay, I can get up and present all of that to the Father. And and while I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, you know, it is not an overnight thing. You don't present yourself before God like. It's like you're doing a complete shift. So you're getting up in the morning and you're not picking up your phone. You're actually going to the end of your bed, maybe kneeling, maybe before you walk out your bedroom door, even to take a shower, you're saying, God, I'm presenting myself to you. That alone shifts your thinking. And, and, and the road rage is, may not change that day. But over time, as you continue to present yourself to God, as you get into his word, as you shift your, your focus onto him and, and the relationship that we have with mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. I know that things will shift in your thinking and your spiritual life just by saying and acknowledging I am a living sacrifice. You are God and I am the created thing. I am not the creator. I'm not the master of my destiny, as that great poem says. Um, We have parts to play Mm -hmm. in our daily lives, obviously. But he's our Lord. He's our friend. He's our husband. And he he is eager to answer that call um, when we we say, here I am. And he says, and I am near you. Right. Right? Because his word promises as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. It's a mutual thing, and he doesn't leave us without help. But you may think it's going to be like a, mm, I, you know, I'm. Well, I did it this morning. Like, why don't I see a change in my behavior? Well, you may want to talk to him about that. It's a consistent, persistent seeking, and it's a daily thing, as most well, of us know. But I, I just want to encourage and again, people. I'm going to tie that a little bit into money because isn't that sometimes the 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 same frustration we have with money? Is is that it's like okay, I'm I'm ready to do do things different with my money, and and guess what? Uh, you know, thirty seconds later, I'm uh, off shopping at Amazon, and I know you know. Wait a minute, what was I doing? Right. So I mean, the that's why we're talking about what we're do talking about is in the sense that as we go through our stories and and we'll specifically you know talk about our money stories uh and then say so as the history so his story uh, of our money comes into play we we sometimes pause and and i think that's a little bit what you're saying is is getting up at the end of your bed in the morning and just pausing and Mm -hmm. saying lord i'm going to um I don't know what the day is going to bring. I don't know how this day is going to piece together another part of my story because each day is another part of our story. But I do know that I want to come before you. I want to present myself before you as a living sacrifice. And when it comes to money, we go, we can do the same thing. We can, and, and if you have a partner, you may want to do the both things at the beginning of the day, the same, you know, same attitude is, Lord, we're just going to present 
our ourselves, our money, our thoughts around what we're going to spend money on today. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just going to do that for today, not necessarily getting all bent up or or into the planning of next week, next year, but just simply every day add that piece. Because sometimes say, that's all you can offer because it's so stressful otherwise. Yeah. But anyway, and, and sometimes but, you don't have the answers, right? The answer no. is in front of you in the day. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it is. God does. But some of the, the, the answers to our money questions, um, they're going to happen in the day in front of us. We don't know what that is. And But but that positioning makes us a little more attentive to to the Father and to His direction and how He wants us to respond and live. I mean, um, yeah. So anyway, so that is like, I guess that's the practical thing already at the beginning of the show the, that, that people... Dave gets the practical part in <laughs> Well, I don't mind the practical either. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief. Anyway, um, but back to the reference point. So yes. here we are getting up. We're making this a reference point for our year. We're going to get up in the morning. We're going to acknowledge that we are a, a living sacrifice to God and he's redeemed us. He's called us by name and he wants us to have some transformed thinking that we won't conform to the w- way the world does things. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? And that last show in January, we talked about comparing, we talked about envy. And, you know, I I was just admitting to David today against some things that I've been envious of in others and comparing. And I'm like, ah, it is so, since we did that show, I'm just aware of it all the time in my life. It happens all the time, right? So, uh, and lots of different levels. So, what what are we to do? So, today we're going to, we were talking about story. Dave's already mentioned story. We're going to talk about money stories and where you come from and what is your reference point from your past. And when we coach our clients and we teach them in some of our workshops, we this is a big part of what we talk about. Understanding where you come from financially and your relationship. How did your parents deal with money? Where did you learn some of the things you learned? Were you um, born in war torn? You know, I, we often say to you that your mom was born in World War II mm-hmm. in Holland. They were starving. Mm-hmm. So her relationship with money comes out already as a young child. There wasn't anything. There was no money. There was no food. It was war. And, and many people who listen, you know, for um, immigrants today who may be listening to our show today, they're, they've fled that from other nations. Course, so here's, here's your history, your story. And why is story so important? Um, John Eldridge says life is a story and life comes at us at a story. It doesn't come at us at like a math problem. And right. I love that because <laughs> as you, Dave often says to me, if it was math, like, okay, let's all listen for a moment and think you might be spending more than you make. Does that make sense? If you have $10, why are you, and only $10, why would you be spending 20? But we all do it, and that's how debt happens. So obviously, finances aren't a math problem, really. There's a heart issue, which is why we talk about the heart issues around money here. But it, we need to understand what are the heart issues that are affecting my spending ha- habits. It's, it's, I mean, 
and and this is why I love this, this series we're going to be doing because we're going to be looking at some of these influences, these as we said, reference points or marker points. And the first one certainly is our history. And and again, I mentioned that a minute ago. Our, our his story just spread it out a little bit um, to go. Wait a minute. Um, these are the the things that I have thought about money. These are the the events that I have went through in my life where. Um, money was involved and sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a, it's a negative thing. Um, just again, those are pieces of the story that affect you today and how you relate to money and what you think, what, how much power you give, how much power, you know, how much you think about it. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of people that, um, that as we go through the coaching, the first step in their coaching is just becoming aware because admittedly so they go i just don't i don't want to think about money i don't i don't i don't want to be and where does that come from again does that make sense well we use money every day if it's a tool Mm -hmm. that we are going to use to create the life that god wants for us because that's essentially part of the the role of money in our lives is is a tool and if it's a tool and we go well I I know I have to use the tool, but I don't want to pay attention to the tool. Well, again, I'm a guy and I think, wow, that's really, if I don't know that even the the basics of using a saw, like you got to plug it into the wall or put the battery in for those of us that have cordless. But yeah, if I don't know that, oh, I have to plug the tool into the wall, then it's not going to work for me. And no matter how I align things up or I try to use that tool, if it's not plugged into the wall, it's not going to work. If I never knew that it needed to be plugged into the wall. That's education. Mm. But if I looked at, say, my father or my grandfather, and they were using hand tools that never plugged into the wall, right? then all of a sudden I'm going, well, my grandpa never had to plug a tool into the wall. <laughs> Why isn't this working? How come it worked for him and it's not working for me? Right. And, and in that case, I'm thinking of, well, my grandfather wouldn't have had access to credit like... I have access to credit. Correct. It's it's a different I have my story and my background and my understanding and my learning of how I grew up, but how do we apply that then into the climate of w- in which we into live? Into our context today. And the context today. And right. I'm even thinking of just simply in our family context. Mm-hmm. So if there's friction and we're going to talk a little bit more that about that next week on Valentine's Day, but <laughs> if there's friction in your marriage or your relationship with your siblings over money or all of that, um, maybe there is a a lack of understanding of where you both come from, Mm -hmm. right? So I grew up the youngest of seven kids. So as Dave and I um, started our journey uh, with More Than Enough and and creating this, uh, the teaching that we do at More Than Enough for our clients, and we were talking about, well, what's your money story? Well, I mean, mine wasn't very hard, but I was in the youngest of seven kids. My mom and dad, I, and I've said it on the show before, my dad made my mom count every penny way before I was born. Because I came like my, my, I came when my mom was 43. So I came at the end. They had a lot more money than those years when she was counting every penny when she went to the grocery store. And she had to ca- account for every penny. Mm-hmm. So I, by that, by that time, I got paid for working on the farm. My brothers and sisters didn't get paid for working on the farm. So my experience with money it was is a lot different than my siblings. Mm-hmm. But I always had. If I wanted something, 
I, I mean, within reason, I got it. I, it was supplied to me. I just go to my dad and say, dad, I'm thinking about this. And so then when we get married, I bring some of that thinking into our marriage. So I, you and I, and it's an interesting, I mean, just picking up on that one little tidbit where you said you would come to your dad and say, dad, I need this. And, and your dad would kind of work it out. Well, or say he'd say yes or no. no, I don't want you to think it was always yeses, but yeah, but a lot of time it was, but your money story then translates to our marriage and you would come to me. And, and you say, would say, yes, and, and again, my money story is, hey, I'm a self-made, uh, I didn't ask anybody for anything, every penny that I got, I worked for. So my response to you, mm-hmm. if I'm uh, working out of my money story, is, well, go get a job, like, go generate your own income, don't come to me asking for money, like, go get it yourself, go work. You know? mm-hmm. And so you can see as now that, that did, example, that didn't it, happen, yeah, but that didn't really there's happen. an example of, of how your money story, you coming, that little piece of you coming to your father and saying, dad, um, can you help with this? Right. And my money story saying, I didn't get help from anyone. Right. Those two come together in a conversation between you husband, and I, yeah. or even in interaction between friends or or something like that, where you say, you know, how many people, how many of us have had our friends give us financial advice that you're like, what? Where did that come from? Right. Yeah. Well, it comes from their money story. Yes. So, uh, and it, and and if we don't understand, so you and I as husband and wife. Now, I want to say, Dave never said that to me. We decided together that you know I did work, I did have a job. Um, we lived off of Dave's salary, and we did extra stuff with mine. That's how we did it at the beginning. We didn't get only a lot for of the first couple of years, and then you started having this child thing. Yeah, well, then we decided I was staying home with the babies (laughs) and then I homeschooled and all of that stuff. Yes, but all of those things, those little pieces, and we had to talk through some of it. You Mm -hmm. never said, no, go get a job. Like you never. Now, I'm sure there are men and women who say, well, yeah, go get a job. You can't, you can't not work. You got to, you know, contribute to the household. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Well, if you're experiencing that in your home and you really want to stay home with the kids, you really need to unpack that with your spouse. Right. You know, don't let it be a point of friction. You come to him and say, why is this so important to you? Or where, because this is important to me. This is what my mom grew up, grew up at home with me. And I want to do that with my kids. If that's an issue and people say, well, in our climate, everybody has to work. Well, you know what? You need to talk about it regardless. Right. You have to not be conformed to the world's thinking. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice? Especially if you're feeling called by God to it. Now, that we're going off, I'm going off on a tangent. I was just going to say. But, but saying that, it goes back to where you come from. If your mom was at home with you um, as a child and you want to give that to your kids, but in your economic situation, you don't see how that's possible, mm-hmm. you need to come to terms with that in, in your relationship with, in your family and understanding where you come from financially and your I'm, money I'm going to go back to the, the example I used with grandpa and the power tools. It is a different environment. True. And, and, and we do need to recognize that, yes, I can still use hand tools. I, I, I still can. But then I can't compare the amount of work or how much gets done in a day to the guy who's using power tools. Right. And so 
if right. everyone <laughs> around you is using power tools and you're like, but uh, I just want to be like grandpa. Right. Then I have to say, you know what? I'm not going to be able to build whatever I'm building at the same speed and maybe even as well or with the same accuracy because I'm using tools that are from before. And and so, you know, just so, so there that, is a... So then that the envy that we talked about in, in comparing is a big issue because here we're saying, okay, I'll bring it like down home to practical. Yeah. I want to stay home with my kids. Yep. So I'm using the not the power tools like i'm doing it the way grandpa and grandma did i'm staying home with my kids but then we decide that as a couple as a family and i can't i if i compare and envy and i ha- well, want the practical my kid- part might be our kids can't do the right. dance our kids can't play minor hockey our kids can't because those sports are expensive and guess what if I go back to grandma and grandpa and I look at and go, well, what did their kids do? Well, they didn't, they worked on they the didn't have an entertainment case, budget, no. right? They, yeah. they said, no, entertainment, maybe twice a year we went out for dinner. Um, and that was the big splurge. But the reality was, was we didn't pay for the entertainment that right. we did. Maybe you have to cut back your technology bill and say, you know what, if you want to be home with the, with the family, there is no cable. There is no, because the reality is, is that there's just not the income to support that when I am trying to live like right. grandma and grandpa or grandpa did. So then going back to the reference point, it's understanding, I guess, where we come from in our story, but then understanding the climate in which we live now. And that's yeah. really important. That is 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 understanding both. And we're not giving answers. We're not telling you what to do. We're not saying stay home with your kids or not stay home with your kids. That's something that you guys do before the Lord. But mm-hmm. but to understand where you come from and if there's conflict in your family or relationships, mm-hmm. maybe take a look at where you are coming from. Mm-hmm. Why, or when you have fights at home, maybe over money, why is it a trigger? Figure out right. what the triggers are and why is it a trigger? Maybe it has to do with your past. Right. And you both come from different places or people are coming from different places. And we need to give some grace, but um, it's hard. This climate is hard. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom in this climate, it, we're not saying it's easy. But but and it's not easy not to compare. Mm-hmm. It is. It. I mean, why does God talk about it so often? Don't envy. Don't covet. Don't be greedy. Oh my goodness! Like he knew, and that was a thousands of years ago. He said it in the Old Testament, for heaven's sakes. I mean, thou shalt not covet. I mean, that was the top ten. It's in the Big Ten. It's in the Big Ten. I mean, and God knows our hearts, but He's telling us today: understand who I am. Present yourselves a living sacrifice. Maybe dig into your own story and look at the story of Jesus. How did he live? Read the Gospels. Dig in to his presence to discover your story and his and what he says to you about where you came from. And so, Lord, we just look to you and we say, Lord, lead us. Uh, if there's one thing that, that we know, even reading these scriptures that we started with, Lord, that as we present ourselves as a living sacrifice to you, you take that seriously and you say, okay, let me lead you. 
like the shepherd leads the sheep. And so, Lord, we ask mm-hmm. that you do that today in the area of finances, in the area of, of even the, the relationship uh, and the discussion around finances, that you would lead uh, as we follow, Lord. And so we just thank you for that this morning and give you glory in Christ's name. Well, that was fun. Yeah. So, I but mean, tune in next week because we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and having a date. Okay. Money Ooh. dates. Mm, financial dates. Yeah. Money dates. Mm-hmm. We, we like to call them dates. Anyways, that's all we're going to say about next week's show. If you uh, need to listen to it, and I will encourage you to listen to the, the first show of the year, 2020, January, um, to just get some context around the marker points. And, and we'll be having, as, as Reb mentioned, once a month, we'll be talking just specifically about these places where we can pause and, and uh, look to God and look to each other and, and see how our money is, is journey is progressing. Wow. That was fun. Fun. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.